0: If you found Tefillin in the hands of a non-Jew and you don't know who wrote them they are valid we needn't be concerned that they were written by the non-Jew or the heretic We should not purchase Tefillin or or Seferi sef- sef- from non-Jews much more than their Essential value, in order to avoid having them steal them on a regular basis and then charging a premium to sell them back to us. We should only purchase fillin from someone who is expert in the uh, shorter words and longer words where we have the extra vavs and yuds. If you purchased from someone who is not an expert, what can you need to check them? If you bought from him a hundred pieces, you only need to check three pieces: two shall rush and one shell yad, or two yad and one rush. If you found them to be kosher, then this person is considered has a presumption of knowledge. chairman talking to kosher. And the remainder do not need to be checked. Uh, and if you bought them in various parcels, then the assumption is that it was bought originally from different people. Then from each parcel, you need to check two rushes in one yard, or the other way around. one who sells from adam and he says that they were from a great person. Now one, he is believe and and they don't need to be checked. Good. Tefillin, that had an assumption of being kosher, and never need to be rechecked. However, if you only put them on infrequently, they need to be checked twice in seven years. If you don't have anyone available to check at it, and then to re-sew them, so then leave them without being checked. Man, chapter 40, the laws of how to... Conduct the, oneself with the sanctity of the tefillin. Also, It is forbidden to hang the tefillin, whether from the houses or the straps. But you can hang them using their pouch. Base. A house or a room that contains tefillin is forbidden to engage in marital relations there. Until you remove them or place them inside one vessel within another vessel as long as one of them is not specifically for those tefillin. Because if it's a regular tefillin bag, even a hundred of those would be, still be considered like the one vessel. And if neither of the utensils are distinctly for the purpose of the tefillin, or the inner one is not for the tefillin, even though the outside one is distinctively for the purpose of the mutter, it's permissible even if he placed them in one vessel inside another it's forbidden to place them beneath your feet it's also forbidden to place it beneath your head like under the pillow even if it's in the double vessel even if his wife is not with him but not next to his head if his wife is not with him, he, it is permissible. And if his wife is with him, then you need the double utensil. If he's with his wife in bed, but they are not engaging in married relations, so then it's as if um, they are not there together. She's not there. To place them in the bed uh, on, by his side, that's the same as having it beneath his feet. If he forgot and engaged marital relations uh, with the tefillin present, uh, he shouldn't touch the housing of the tefillin or the straps. Actually, until he washes negavasa because the hands have been busy, and maybe they touched the unclean places if he slept in them and he saw a seminal emission he shouldn't touch the twillin houses but he should grab the strap and remove them take off his love, until he can wipe off the uh, seminal emission from his body, and then wash his hands and one who goes into a fixed meal. Take off your twillin and place them on the table as Manbrach until the time of benching. and then go and put them back on. Khaltan, but for a temporary eating, a snack, one needn't remove one's tfilin. chapter forty-one. and If you're carrying a burden, what should you do about your chillin' One is carrying a burden on his head, as she hamaso, he should take off his tefilin until he removes the burden. And even a scarf, uh, one shouldn't place over one's head that has tefilin on. Well, don't shidduch with but something that's normal to place on your head, such as a hat or a turban, would be permissible says the even so if it's a burden that is four four-kabin heavy and it's pressure on the serum, he has to remove them chapter 42 can you switch out your shall yard into the to make it now use it as a shall rash It's forbidden to make the tefillin shel into the shel gad. Even to use the strap from the shel to the shel gad is forbidden because that would be to denigrate the level of sanctity from a stronger. A level of holiness to a lighter because the shel rosh is a stronger level of kedusha. shel rosh because most of the name of God, the shin and the Dalad is on the shel rosh. shel rosh But you can do it the other way around. You can elevate the shel gad and use it for shel rosh. And if they were new and had not yet been worn, rosh yad, you can use the shel rosh and switch it to the shel yad that means you need to put a new piece of leather over them in order to make it look like one housing unit if you made a condition initially uh, even if someone had already worn them you are allowed to switch them even from the shalash to the shalad a piece of cloth that you dedicated to place your tefillin in it forever so you've made this into a tefillin bag and then you placed your tefillin into it one time you can no longer use it for, to keep your money in that purse if however when you've initially made it you made a condition that you would use it for any purpose then it would be permissible parchment that has been processed for the purpose of tefillin is forbidden to write on it mundane words asmana for such dedication ki governor you've made it for something that is an actual body of sanctity continues the shoknah asmana if you dedicated it but you didn't actually use it yet it's like you used it for the holy purpose but didn't dedicate it then you are allowed to place your coins into it how should you deal with your tefillin when you go to the restroom? It's forbidden to enter a regular bathroom. Uh, to urinate while you have filon on your head. Because you might uh, end up uh, defecating as well. And if you're holding them in your hand, you are allowed to urinate in a regular bathroom. That's only if you're urinating, sitting down. There's no concern of spraying. But if you're standing up, it's obviously forbidden. Because it is no different uh than a temporary uh, and the same thing would be if you are urinating, sitting down, or with soft earth, where there is no concern for uh, leaving droplets, spraying droplets. So in a temporary bathroom, it would also be permissible, and there's no difference between a fixed and a temporary bathroom uh, area for this purpose. But in a fixed bathroom, one ordinarily makes, uh, relieves himself sitting down, but a temporary situation, Mustama Ossum Ulmid. He would probably be standing up Holy and a Nifnalugdulim because he's not using it for um Defecating. Ovesakise and in a restroom are in a temporary ones continues to shoch much of the Hashimbahem You are allowed to urinate when you're wearing it film shall rash, Avalan ochambyodo, but if you are holding them in your hand, you're not allowed to urinate standing up. Even if you wrap them in your clothing with nature, shaftship raglo because you need to wipe with your hand the droplets on your feet. Rather, what you should do is take off your tefillin, four amas away from where you intend to relieve yourself and give them to your friend to hold on to According to the Rambam, it appears that it's forbidden to urinate when you are wearing a tefillin. Whether in a fixed bathroom or a temporary bathroom, and we should be concerned for his words and avoid it. Base. What does it mean, a fixed bathroom? It means that there's actual waste that's sitting there and it's sitting there on the face of the field and it hasn't been dug and covered. A temporary bathroom, uh, like a place that one goes to urination, a person doesn't actually go to a fixed restroom for that purpose and it's just for this moment that the place becomes like a restroom. And it's just for this moment that the if they are by his chest and he is wrapped it around with a belt or it's in under his garments, uh, in his hand, it is permitted whether to urinate or defecate. Hey, in Amos. if you want to go into a fixed bathroom to attend to your needs, you should remove your tefillin for Amos way. And some say even if you don't need to relieve yourself, you're just entering, it's, one should remove one's tefillin and it's best to be strict the and wrap them up with their straps. And hold them in your right hand, and covered by your clothes, connect libo next to your heart. And take care that straps shouldn't be hanging outside of your hand hand breadth. And when you leave the bathroom, distance a four armus length, and then you can put them on again. If you were wearing twelin and you needed the restroom at night or close to the evening, that there'll no longer be time to put them on after you've left, then don't enter as they are wrapped up in your clothing, even if it's to urinate in a fixed bathroom. Rather, what should you do? Take them off and place them into a utensil. If it had a hand-breath uh, area, or in another uh, vessel that is not made for their purpose, even though there's not an extra hand of space, then you can hold that actual vessel and go into the bathroom. zain But remember when we were talking about in an outdoor uh, Restroom area of a bias, but inside the house, you shouldn't take them in at all. Because you can place them somewhere that they will be protected, guarded when you are going in. If you forgot and you left your philon on your head and you went to relieve yourself, place your hand over them until you have completed uh, the first uh, part, and then go out and take them off, and then re-enter and finish what you need to do. It is permissible for a doctor to take a pail of urine in his hand while he's still wearing his well, But someone who is pious should be strict on pun himself. Simon Mamdala chapter forty four is a shame of it's prohibited to sleep in Filin as long as the tefillin are on your head or arm, also it's forbidden to sleep in them, even a temporary sleep, unless you placed a cloth over them and your wife wasn't with you. Uh, then you can sleep a uh, temporary sleep. And how do you do? Place your head between your knees and then sit and sleep. If his tefillin were wrapped up in his hand, then you can sleep even a permanent sleep. If you're holding them in your hand, but they're not wrapped up, then you shouldn't sleep even a temporary sleep. That's only if you're holding them without their pouch. But in their pouch, it's permissible uh, in any fashion. The laws of tefillin in a cemetery and in a bathroom. Bathroom is in a wash place. Also, to it is forbidden to enter a cemetery or within four amas of a corpse wearing tefillin, because it's a mockery to the dead who can't wear tefillin. If they're covered, then it's permissible. the in a wash bathhouse. In the outside room where everybody's is. is who's standing there are clothed, you can put on your phone there in the first instance. In the middle room, where some people who are standing there are clothed, some people are unclothed, you shouldn't uh, don them in the first instance, but if you were wearing them, you don't need to remove them. But in the inner room, where everybody there is unclothed, even if they were on your head, you have to remove them. Hilchas Birkhas Shakar Shabrachus, the laws of morning blessings and other Siman Vav, chapter forty six Hilkha Shah Shabrachos voites if him. Alfishin Mishnah, when you wake up. Yarmar Shamma, you should say Alkay Nishama, Khishmay call it Hanagal when you hear the voice of the rooster. Yvarakh make the bracha Hanosa Lassah Rivina who gives the rooster understanding. Kushlevish when you get dressed, Yvarch Malbisharum, make the bracha who clothes the naked. Kishaniak Yodov Alena, when you place your hand over your eyes, Yvarkwe Kah Ivrim, make the brach who Open the eyes of the blind, because Yeshiv when you sit down you v'roch matir make the bracha thanking God for releasing the bound. Because when you stand up straight you v'roch zukev make the bracha who allows people to stand up straight. Straightens the crooked. when you place your feet on the ground, Yvarak make the Brahir who places the land over the water. when you take you when you put your shoes on. Yvarakh Asalikal Tark make the Bracha who has given me all my needs. when you walk, Yvarakh make the brachigaba who guides the steps of man. when you place a belt on Brach who girds Israel with strength. Or when you're placing the belt on that separates between your heart and your uh, uh, genital parts. When you place your hat or turban on your head, make the bracha who crowns Israel with glory. When you wash your hands, when you wash your face, make the bracha, who removes the sleep from my eyes etc. And I don't answer amen. Nobody should answer amen after the bracha of hamavsheina. until the end of the paragraph because it's all one long bracha. nowadays since the hands are not clean and also because of ignorant people that don't know the, the brachas we are accustomed to recite them all together in shul Achram and then they can answer Amen afterwards and fulfil their duty. A al the person must make uh, at least hundred brachas every day. one must make a bracha each day, Asani uh, thanking Hashem for not making me a Gentile, says a Ger and even a convert can make the bracha. Now, the Ramah continues, but it's unclear as to whether this is his opinion or this is separate from the Abadram. He should not recite uh, for not making it me a Gentile, because originally he was made as a Gentile. So, different opinions here, it seems according to the Barahatev that maybe he shouldn't make that bracha, uh, maybe he should make the bracha of She'asal Yehudi, which is one of the uh, versions that originally appears in the Shulchan Aruch and in San Uh Different ways to read this, but obviously the two—the way that's in front of us uh, seems to contradict the first part and the second part of the Ramah. Uh, Continuing the Shulchan Aruch, we make a bracha She'asal Oved, for not making me a slave, She'asal Isha, for not making me a woman, bracha, and women make the bracha instead for making me as his will. Hey, if you made the bracha of of kafufim, uh, straightens uh, the crooked, before he made the bracha who releases the bound, then there's no longer any reason to make that bracha. Some make the bracha who give the weary strength, nirim, and it appears that that's not right. the Rama, but Ashkenazi practice is Pashut to say it. Some have the minhag to make additional brachas. Over these it total dumb and that's a mistake. That's colour brach, all of these brachas in lines hydra is If you were not chayiv in one of them. They didn't apply to you. You Like for example, you didn't hear the rooster that morning. Or, hola, or you didn't walk. Or you, labash, or you didn't get dressed. Or you, chagar, or you didn't put your belt on. Omer osa then make that bracha without Hashem's name. say even if you they don't apply, osan, you still make the bracha. And the bracha is not for him self only. And then, but when making the bracha, where Praising Hashem, who made the needs, created the needs of the world. And this is the right way of doing things. One shouldn't read any verses before reciting the Barachas over the Torah. Even though you're reciting it just in a way of prayer. Yes, some say there's no concern because you're not really learning Torah, you're just praying those words, and ideally one should be concerned for the first opinion. But the is actually like the second opinion because during the days and only afterwards we make the brachas over the Torah we, along with the rest of the order of brachas similarly every day when you enter shul you say various verses and prayers then only afterwards you make the brachas over the Torah and we actually have arranged that the brachas of Torah should be immediately after the Ashiyatza bracha and you shouldn't change that and also first thing in your morning prayers you should say the um first two lines of the shema because sometimes you'll we are held up and don't get to recite the shema on time and one would fulfill his obligation with this quick recitation Simhem Zangip chapter forty seven. Brachos at Torah, the laws of the brachos of the Torah. Value dallas seifin. You have to be very careful when it comes to the, to reciting the brachos of the Torah. Based sarach levar ben le mikra ben mishnah ben legmarah. You need to make those brachos whether you're learning Tanakh or Mishnah or Gemara. Also, if, if you're just learning Medrash. One who is writing words of Torah, even if you're not reading them, you still need to make a bracha. If you're just thinking words of Torah, you don't need to make a bracha. And you can also pass a halacha without giving a reason for your words if you had not yet made bracha. the Torah. The brachas are as follows. Uh, we make the bracha who uh, sanctified us with his commandments, and commanded us on the words of Torah. Vaharev, and they should be sweet. Vaharev should be with and harev. Vaharev should be with and harev. Some say without and that's our practice. But it's better to recite it with a vav. The bracha of Avoselem before the Shema, Exempts the Birchatara Miyad Bali if you learnt immediately without any interruption. And it's unclear if it would be sufficient the fact that you immediately read the Shema uh, without interrupting. Therefore you have to be careful to remember to make the Birchatara uh in the morning before you start the evening before you make Avasalam, because otherwise you might not be required to make it. Test. If the, if you made an interruption between the brachos of the Torah and learning, it makes no difference, but really you shouldn't make an interruption. and That's why we have the priestly blessings immediately following the, of the Torah, so that you are immediately engaged in learning. If you stopped learning and did your business, since you later intend to return to learning, it's not an interruption. And the same thing would be for if you during the day slept or washed yourself or went to the restroom it's not considered an interruption that you would require new blessings a fixed sleep during the day in bed is considered an interruption and some say that it's not considered an interruption and that's um, based. even if you learned at night the night in this uh, circumstance follows the previous day and you don't have to make because it's now night and therefore, strictly speaking, a new Jewish day. As long as you have not yet been gone to sleep if you get up early before dawn to learn you then make and you don't have to make them again when you get to shul if you get up early before light before dawn then you can make the entire order of the brachas except for the bracha where we praise Hashem for giving uh, the rooster the knowledge to distinguish between night and day and also the paragraph dealing with the tamid offering of the morning so all these these brachas need to, you need to wait and to say them until it gets light. And ideally, in the first instance, one should wash one's hands before you make the bracha to learn. But if you didn't have water, you can learn and make brachas without washing hands. Like any other brachas, you can make them before washing hands. Women also do make the brachas over the Torah. The laws of the various uh, offerings, uh, the verses that we make for those offerings. Says the We recite the pasha from the Torah of the Tamid, the daily offering. And some say the order of the arrangement of the sacrifices and the prayer where we say to Hashem that you commanded us to offer these offerings but we don't have a base and, make those, and therefore take our, the words of our lips instead. And if you can't say them with the congregation, you can say them at home. And then just to recite the Tamid uh, section with the congregation. And the second time around, have in mind that you're doing it just as reciting Pesukim in the Torah. And on Shabbos, um, next, adjacent to the paragraph of the daily Tamid offering, one recites the psukim to do with the Shabbos Musaf offering. Because you will read in the Torah uh, in the, about those Pesukim uh, of the additional offerings. But some say that we do also recite those verses. In order to publicize it, it's Rosh In order to publicize it, in and those who are pious um, shake a little when they're reading the Torah and the way that the Torah was given in a way of fear. Uh, also at the time that they daven, alluding to the verse that says, uh, uh, "All of my bones shall speak, Hashem, who was like you." One may recite the Shema by heart. Also, even though generally the halacha is it's forbidden to recite words of the written Torah by heart. Anything that everybody's familiar with. Like the Shema and the priestly blessings and the Tamid parsha and the like, it's permissible to recite by heart. chapter 50. Why do we recite the Mishnah of Ezeel Mekoma? Al- the sages, so the Menahem Assembly, instituted that we should recite after the daily offering the chapter of Ezriel Mekoman and the Brisa of Rabbi Shmuel and the thirteen principles. In order, the person should merit every day to learn the written Torah, the Mishnah, and the Gemara. The Rabbi Talmud because the Brisa of Rabbi Shmuel is in place of Gemara. because Medrash is like Gemara. Din Et the laws of what we call Psuket You recite the blessing of Barash before Psuket the verses of and the after blessing for Psuket is Yishtabach. If you complete Barash before the Chazen completed it, then you answer Amen after him. At the end of your own Yishtabach, you can answer Amen. Ah uh, says the Rambam, "Ayin lekan man siman rejtest vov and look a little further where we say that the general Ashkenazi custom is not to." That literally translates to "with dibbur mishchas ba'am am sel gud khas." You need to take care not to make an interruption by speaking from the beginning of ba'am until the end of man astre. says the Rambam, "Philotarch mitzvah even for a mitzvah need ein dalba ben ba'am lishabach one should not speak between ba'am and ishabach." Ah, uh, "Ayin lekan man siman gedmel nun dalat."